while the problem can sometimes seem overwhelming we can turn things around but we must move beyond climate talk to climate action said by ted turner welcome back listeners to the new episode of talking climate change with yashnegi in this episode we will talk about what really happened at texas last week causing millions of people out of home in the record breaking cold so without any wasting any time let's begin so as we know that last week ice snow and record breaking cold left millions across texas without electricity heat or water and with homes damaged or destroyed roughly 4 million homes and up to 5 15 million people had no power for several days and 13 million homes had no water or poor water quality the cold snap that gripped the central and southern united states last week has ended giving way to more seasonable temperatures however extensive damage to lives and property has been done with at least 58 lives lost the majority in texas has a result of extreme cold snow and ice in a country already reeling from the coronavirus pandemic the extreme weather served to further heighten the misery and disruption to daily life for millions experts in the insurance industry can't yet say with certainty how much damage this event caused but it is possible that it will be among the top tier of costliest natural disaster in the united states and perhaps even globally for 2021 while there may be a climate change connection to this cold outbreak in the form of the potential tie between a wavier jet stream in the northern hemisphere and rapid arctic warming what makes the blackout in texas and other states so baffling and foreboding is that the grid failed during an extreme event that was largely within the boundaries of a normal climate this was not a cold event unlike any texas has experienced before in fact in some ways it fell short of past record but broke some new ground by some other measures the cold was notable especially for its duration with oklahoma city setting a record of 210 hours for the longest straight run of temperature at or below 20 degrees beating its previous record set in 1983 yet relatively few all time low temperature records were set during the outbreak as texas and the central united states tend to experience this influxes of harsh arctic air every few decade the massive snowstorm that pummeled Texas over the weekend has put the state's unique energy challenges into stark relief. An unprecedented and deadly blackout left millions without power over several days of sub-freezing weather. The storm, which knocked out nuclear facilities, coal and gas power stations and wind turbines, offers a cautionary tale of how extreme weather can paralyze critical energy facilities and throw vast swaths of the country into chaos. across the united states experts say states like texas are largely unprepared for a range of climate emergency from arctic like cold in warmer regions to widespread flooding droughts wildfire and other symptoms of a rapidly heating planet this is a large scale emergency said julie mcnamara a senior energy analyst at the union of concerned scientists she said and i quote We are seeing the consequences of insufficiently considering climate impact on the grid. At the same time as grid operators underestimated potential for peak demand, they also insufficiently estimated potential for outages. 
while energy grids can typically handle large swings in consumer demand the surge caused by the storm that struck texas was outside even the most pessimistic projections of its grid operator the electric reliability council of texas ERCOT at the same time intense cold in the region caused power production to seize up analysts put much of the blame for the blackouts in texas on natural gas facilities which provide two thirds of the state's winter power and heat about 40% of its home the sub freezing temperatures stopped production at gas field in texas and oklahoma while damaging pipelines that transport natural gas over long distances all told 40% of Texas natural gas capacity was offline over the weekend just as millions of residents were relying on it on it most to warm their homes that number was double the number of outages that ERCOT ERCOT had planned for in a worst case scenario according to Jesse Jenkins an assistant professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at Princeton University other Texas power generators also were hit by the wintry weather frozen instruments shut down coal plants and the nuclear reactor in south texas and wind turbines froze over or were turned off to protect them from the cold snow and ice also down transmission lines further snarling the system however wind power was not chiefly to blame for the texas blackouts the main problem was frigid temperatures that stalled natural gas production which is responsible for the majority of the texas power supply wind makes just up just a fraction uh, 7% or so by some estimate of the state's overall mix of power generation this time of year as frigid weather grips the center of the nation causing widespread power outages freezing temperatures slippery roads and weather related deaths Governor Abbott's voice was among the most prominent in a chorus of political figures this week to quickly assert that green energy sources such as wind and solar were contributing to the blackouts. The talking points coming largely from conservatives revigorated a long-running campaign to claim that emissions spewing fossil fuel are too valuable a resources to give up. The efforts came despite the fact that the burning of fossil fuel which causes climate change by releasing vast amounts of a planet's warming carbon dioxide emission into the atmosphere is helping to drive the phenomenon of increasingly dangerous hurricane and other storm as well as unusual weather patterns green energy failure read the banner on the bottom of the screen of fox news stories about power outages social media posts mocked renewable energy as unreliable a wall street journal editorial called for more reliance on coal to help endure frigid temperatures some politicians and analysts spread lies and disinformation to advance their defense of fossil fuels scientists are still analyzing what role human caused climate change may have played in the current round of winter storms but it is clear that global warming possesses future threats to power systems nationwide with predictions of more intense heat waves and shortages of water many electric grids are in equipped to handle those extreme conditions putting them at risk for widespread failure that was a case in texas where millions of people suffered rolling blackouts grids in the middle midwest 
and southwest also were strained dozens of people have died in the storm or its aftermath blades of some texas wind turbines did freeze in place but wind power is estimated to make up only 7% or so of the state's total capacity this time of year in parts because utilities lower their expectations for wind generation in the winter in general so the bulk of the power loss in texas came from natural gas suppliers according to regulators as pipelines froze making it difficult for plants to get the fuel they needed production from coal and nuclear plants dropped as well a similar phenomena played out in kansas and other state wind energy has long been a target of criticism in america with some opponents blaming turbines for interim take vistas taking a plant for hunting or shifting jobs away from the fossil fuel industry this week's crisis in texas has provided a new rallying point for some of this political messaging in kansas one of few state that rely heavily on wind power the blades on some turbines froze too however just like in texas the bigger problem was that the state's frigid temperature stopped delivery of natural gas to fossil fuel burning power plant in kansas one of few state that rely heavily on wind power the blades on some turbines froze too however just like in texas you know that bigger problem was that the state's frigid temperature stopped delivery of natural gas to fossil fuel burning power plants the energy industry wanted it the people wanted it both parties supported it competition in the electric industry will benefit texans by reducing monthly rates and offering consumers more choices about the power they use george w bush then the governor said as he signed the top to bottom deregulation legislation mr bush's prediction of lower cost power generally came true and the dream of a free market electrical grid worked reasonably well most of the time in large part because texas had so much cheap natural gas as well as abundant wind to power renewable energy but the newly deregulated system came with few safeguards and even fewer enforced rules with so many cost conscious utilities competing for budget shopping consumers there was a little financial incentive to invest in weather protection and maintenance wind turbines are not equipped with the de-icing equipment routinely installed in the colder climes of the dakotas and power lines have little insulation the possibility of more frequent cold weather events was never built into infrastructure plans in a state where climate change remains an exotic disputed concept deregulation was something akin to abolish, abolishing the speed limit on an in- interstate highway said ed hires an energy fellow at the university of houston that opens up shortcuts that cause disasters the state's entire energy infrastructure was valuped with glacier temperatures that even under the strongest of regulations might have frozen gas well and down power lines but what went wrong was far broader broader deregulation meant that critical rules of the road for power were set not by law but rather by a dizzying array of energy competitors utility regulation is intended to compensate for the natural monopolies that occur when a single electrical provider serves an area it keeps prices down while protecting public safety 
and guaranteeing fair treatment to customer yet many states have flirted with deregulation as a way of giving consumers more choices and encouraging new providers especially alternative energy producers california one of the early deregulators in the 1990s scaled back its initial for a after market manipulation led to skyrocketing prices and rolling blackouts states like maryland allow customers to pick from a menu of producers in some states competing private companies offer varied varied packages like discount for cheaper power at night but no state has gone as far as texas which has not only turned over the keys to the free market but has also isolated itself from the national grid limiting the state's ability to import power when its own generators are foundering consumers themselves got a direct shock last week when customers who had chosen variable rate electricity contracts found themselves with power bills of dollar 5000 or more can you imagine dollar 5000 power bills while they were expecting extra low monthly rates many many now face huge bills as a result of the upswing in wholesale electricity prices during the cold wave governor greg abbott on sunday said that the state's public utility commission has issued a moratorium on customer disconnections for non-payment and will temporarily restrict providers from issuing invoices in the lone star state there were similar events in 2011 1989 and 1983 The previous cold snaps including the one in 2011 were accompanied by problems with the Texas electrical grid and investigations into them led to recommendations to weatherize the state's energy infrastructure to prevent a similar situation in the future. Those recommendations were deemed to be too costly and were largely ignored. Climate resilience is not just a mere buzzword in policy and activism circles. It is a necessity to manage the risks associated with the warming world as well as the weather events we already face. Rauch and other experts say, however, building more resilient infrastructure raises thorny questions about funding considering that the marketplace often leaves it up to the customers to pay for costly improvement rather than companies themselves. The likely cause of the Texas blackout demonstrates what economists have been saying for years. it is far cheaper to act now to adapt to climate change and cut greenhouse gas emission that it is to carry on with business as usual and reap the whirlwind that lies ahead the polar vortex a weather pattern that originates in the arctic is increasingly descending to lower latitudes scientists say global warming caused by human is partially responsible for shift that bring glacier weather to more southern climes and keep it around longer although this research is still debated and severe weather is becoming more common whether it is severe cold in southern state or the intense heat wave in california last year that fueled deadly wildfire there probably need to be better planning because we are starting to see more extreme weather events across the country said by sara an assistant professor of electrical engineering and computer science at Syracuse University told the Associated Press but preparing Texas grid for frigid weather would be a drastic change for an energy system designed for peak strain in sweltering August there are other parts of the country 
where this type of weather is just a normal Tuesday and they can deal with it, said Josh Rhodes, a research associate at the University of Texas at Austin. We don't insulate our houses down here as well as they do up north, said Rhodes, who spoke with CBS Money Watch from a friend's residence after his own home lost power. We don't winterize our pipes as well as, as do up north because we so rarely, if ever, need them to be frost resistant. Now maybe we do need to. Paying for those improvements will be a challenge in Texas, hyper-competitive energy market. Electricity producers in the state are incentivized to sell power as cheaply as possible and cannot easily pass on the cost of improvements such as insulation to their customers. In Texas' deregulated electric market, generators are responsible for investment in their plant, just like any other facility. If a new factory needs to develop a new product for a market, that is just the cost of doing business, said by Dan Woodfin, Aircourt's senior director of operations, said this week. Critics have said this price structure dissuades power producers from invest- investigating enough in, uh, investing, sorry, investing enough to keep their facilities running during extreme, if relatively rare, events like this weekend storm. The outages and the cold weather touched off an avalanche of failures, but there had been warnings long before last week's storm. After a heavy snowstorm in February 2011, caused statewide rolling blackouts and left millions of Texans in the dark. Federal authorities warned the state that its power infrastructure had inadequate winterization protection. But 10 years later, pipelines remained inadequately insulated and heaters that might have kept instruments from freezing were never installed. During heat waves, when demand has soared during several recent summers, the system in Texas has also strained to keep up, raising questions about lack of reserve capacity on the unregulated grid. And aside from the weather, there have been periodic signs that the system can run into trouble, delivering sufficient energy, in some cases because of equipment failures, in other because of what critics called an attempt to drive up prices, according to Mr. Hirsch of the University of Houston, as well as several energy consultants. Another potential safeguard might have been far stronger connections to the two interstate power sharing network, East and West, that allow states to link their electrical grids and obtain power from thousands of miles away when needed to hold down costs and offset their own shortfalls. But Texas, reluctant to submit to the federal regulation that is part of the regional power grids, made decision as far back as the early 20th century to become the only state in the continental United States to operate its own grid, a plan that leaves it able to borrow only from a few close neighbors. The border city of El Paso survived the freeze much better than the Dallas or Houston because it was not a part of the Texas grid but connected to, to the much larger grid covering many western states. But the problems that begin with, began with last Monday's storm went beyond an isolated electrical grid, right? So the entire ecosystem of how Texas generates, transmits and uses power stalled as millions of people of Texas shivered in darkened 
unheated homes. People of Texas love to brag about natural gas, which state officials often call the cleanest burning fossil fuel. No state producers produces more, and gas-fired power plants produce nearly half the state's electricity. The cold was so severe that the enormous oil and natural gas fields of West Texas froze up, or could not get sufficient power to operate. Though a few plants had stored gas reserves, there was insufficient electricity to pump it. The leaders of ERCOT defended the organization, its lack of mandated reserves, and the state's isolation from large regional grids, and said the blame for the power crisis lies with the weather, not the overall deregulated system in Texas. In Texas, energy regulation is as much as matter of philosophy as policy. Its independent power grid is a point of pride that has been an applause line in Texas political speeches for decades. Deregulation is a hot topic among Texas energy experts, and there has been no shortage of predictions that the grid could fail under stress. But there has not been widespread public dissatisfaction with the systems, although many are now wondering if they are being well served. While a proposed connection between cold air outbreaks like the one that hit Texas and amplified warming in the Arctic is still subject to scientific debate, many other increasing risks caused by climate change are not. Texas rainfall is becoming more intense, increasing the risk of severe droughts and repeated floods. Heat waves are getting longer and more severe. Powered by warmer ocean water, hurricanes are intensifying and becoming more damaging. When combined with accelerating sea level rise, this means that many coastal communities are becoming even more vulnerable than they have been historically. Human decisions can exacerbate these risks. Urbanization can increase runoff from rainfall and development in low-lying areas and coastal regions make us more vulnerable to floods. Preparing for future disasters require a systematic analysis of future, not just historical risks. Texas must prepare for these risks such as such planning is critical, you know, for the state to remain financially resilient in the face of climate change. Advances in the scientific understanding of extreme events in the face of climate variability and change and their impacts are necessary for achieving resilience. Upfront investment in resilient infrastructure saves much more money than a do-nothing approach and avoids much of the hardship created by lack of planning. The neglect of recommended weatherization of energy systems that precipitated the present crisis is an unpleasant reminder of hardship and unnecessary deaths that result from the failure to invest. Preparation will save and improve the life of the people of Texas. Unlike the power outage crisis, climate change will be difficult or near impossible to reverse in the near term. The state's leader need to accept climate science and begin using research to build a more resilient Texas. Texas has always experienced heat and cold drought and flood. But today, climate change is loading the dice against us. For decades, climate researchers have projected and are now observing that extreme climate events of many kinds will become more frequent or more intense as our planet continues to warm. As the United States military says, climate change is a threat multiplier. 
it takes many of the risk we already face today and make them worse texans already face more risk than any other state with a record breaking dollar 124 billion toll from climate and weather events since 1980 in addition texas faces the social cost of elevated mortality rates and declining agricultural and labor productivity if governments already are unable prepare for the present day extremes we know about it it should be all the more worrying that they are careless about plausible future scenarios which may lead us into uncharted territory philanthropist bill gates says crazy weather events like the winter storms in texas will become more common because of climate change the billionaire microsoft co-founder said in an interview on the late show with stephen colbert on monday that green energy was not to blame for the blackouts that hit the state last week gates was on the show to promote his new book how to avoid a climate disaster and explain how the power grid in texas was caught lacking he said the problem was they didn't weatherize any of their power sources so natural gas shut down and that was the biggest thing right so the wind shutting down was a very small percentage north dakota has wind that works at cold temperatures we are going to have more of these crazy weather events even cold ones like texas because of climate change the 65 year old added as we make the grid clean it will be a challenge to keep it reliable because you can have lots of cases where there is not much sun or wind so we have to innovate to be able to store energy or use a weather independent green sources like nuclear i believe there is a great value in texas being on its own grid and i believe we can do safely and securely and confidently going forward said state representative jeff leach a republican from plano who has called for an investigation into what went wrong but it is going to take new investment and some new strategic decision to make sure we are protected from this ever happening again steven d wolens a former democratic lawmaker from dallas and the principal architect of the 1999 deregulation legislation said and i quote deregulation was meant to spur more generation including from renewable energy sources and to encourage the moth balling of older plants that were spewing pollution we were successful said mr wolens who left the legislation in 2005 but the 1999 legislation was intended as a first iteration that would evolve along with the needs to fix it now he said the buck stops with the texas legislature and they are in a perfect position to determine the basis of the failure to correct it and make sure it never happens again so it this being us to the you know the end of the episode i hope you found it very knowledgeable and it really means a lot to me that you give your valuable time to listen to my podcast this is episode number 34 and because of you loyal listeners who are listening to my podcast since episode 1 uh, it really means a lot to me that you give your valuable time but make sure to leave feedback on whatever audio platform you're listening to it helps me to understand my audience so this was it for today's episode of pro podcast i hope you found it knowledgeable thank you so much for giving your valuable time it really means a lot to me and i will catch you guys up in the next episode of talking climate change with yashnegi